Welcome back to another episode of Being an Artist is Fucking, fucking killing, killing Me. I'm Rainy. I'm Corinne. And thank you guys for listening. Thanks for coming into our new episode. Woo! Yeah. Um, so in this episode, we talk a lot about spaces in Toronto and spe- specifically... Workspaces. Like co-working spaces. Um, and we wanted to know some other people's opinions about them. Are you a member? Do you drop in? Yeah, I'd be interested to see how many people are actually members. Right. And also the, the Demographic. stats and demographics of it. Like, or is it what types of people, what types of women, what gender, what right. like, income classification. I'm intrigued by, like, how we find them helpful. And if it's just, like, someplace if, that you need to work. Because you can't work in your house. Or coffee shops, like, too unpredictable. Yeah, I have trouble working in coffee shops because I find it too busy. And yep. I finish my coffee and then I feel uncomfortable. Right. Um, yeah, I'm interested if it's just, like, maybe you found a place that you are working consistently. Or is it really for the networking aspect of it? Right. Neither is bad, neither is good. But, like, I'm just interested to see what are the reasonings behind them. Yeah, and, like, what kind of people use those kind of spaces. Because I imagine that it's, like, lots of startups or it's lots of, like people that do like online businesses and run their own maybe like online stores or like things like that, but maybe not necessarily arts workers. Yeah. You know, it's also interesting to me because we all know that Toronto has the flex day program, right? Which was started by a U of T U of T graduates who created that as part of like a business development in their undergrad. Right. And you know, difference between flex day and workspaces and why all of a sudden there's all these pop-ups for them. Mm -hmm. So I I don't really, I'd be interested to hear about the actual success and numbers that are coming into them and how they're actually profiting. Right. And is it like a good business model to have a space all the time? Like how many members do you need to make that work? Right. Consistently. Yeah. And like, what is your, what's the goal? Is it the goal to be eventually like Soho house? Yeah. Or like private club. I don't know. I don't really, I don't really understand. Right. But I also think that there are some people out there who do find them extremely useful and, um, like working there to network with, you know, there are some that are strictly for women. There Mm -hmm. are some for everybody. So I think it is interesting and important to network in Toronto. And especially if it's all artists, whatever your discipline or whatever your focus is. Right. Yeah, and it also, like, might hold you accountable, I imagine, right? Right. It's, like, easier. And it's, like, a cute... I mean, let's call Spade a Spade. It's a very cute place to have meetings and, like, take an Instapic, I'm sure. Right. And we're talking specifically about... Um, Make Lemonade. Make Lemonade one. Yeah. With the cuteness of it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. Um, but we do have uh, Andrea, who is the creator and editor of Mimp Magazine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure if you, many of you follow Mimp Magazine, but definitely head on over there and... Follow them. They're a super cool up-and-coming magazine. Andrea's wonderful and um, super genuine and I think doing a really good job at her age and for what she's trying to do. Right. She was so lovely to sit down with. And we, like, have been trying to get her on for a long time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that was finally nice. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, let's get started. Here we go. Hey, my name is Andrea, and I am the founder and editor-in-chief of Mint Magazine, but I also do a bunch of other stuff, like write and photography and branding and, you know, I'm also just a a young girl figuring stuff out. (laughs) Hope you enjoy. (laughs) 
So still being in school, you're in your early 20s still. Yeah, I just turned 21 a few weeks ago. Wow. wow. Yeah, I feel like a baby, but also a woman. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when did you start MIMP? Um, oh my god. In grade 11, I was 16. Um, and I was in a photography class, like my very first photography class. And I don't know, my friend and I were so obsessed with Rookie Mag. Do you know what Rookie Magazine is? It's like, no. it was like a, it used to be like a teen magazine edited by Tavi Gevinson, who was just like this amazing girl who started this blog when she was like 13. And I was like so inspired by her. I wanted to be her. Um, and my friend and I were always on Tumblr and we we're like, why don't we just like make our own like magazine? And we started, we like had a little meeting at Starbucks and like planned everything. Um, but yeah, just, we, we created it together, but eventually she was kind of like, you know, this was fun, but I don't really like it. That much. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'll just continue it. Um, but yeah, that was kind of like when I found, like we kind of found it together, but it didn't really take off or turn into anything until I kind of like was like, okay, let's just actually like launch this as something. And we had like a event and people, some people came, so <laughs> not everyone did. No. But <laughs> it, was, it was like somewhat success, successful for myself, successful for myself. Um, like in terms of like what I, like how I see success mm-hmm. um, from the beginning. Um, and it always made me happy. So doing the magazine always made you happy yeah like the, the mag um up until like maybe recently <laughs> the magazine has always made me uh happy or it reminded me myself of like who i am and like what i've always wanted to do which is just like share stories of real people and mm-hmm. um share my real stories because like uh, the reason another reason why we started it was because we felt like there wasn't really an outlet that um represented us Mm -hmm. um and like told stories that were relevant to us it was like like i don't care about like what the latest trends are i really don't like (laughs) right i can get that anywhere i just like really care about like someone's career journey or like um how they got where they are or just like struggles they've been through with relationships and things like that and so yeah i feel like the publications we were reading weren't really um I don't know. They weren't really like marketed towards us, I guess, obviously, because we were so young. But right. we wanted to like showcase our friends and what they were doing and like all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Build our little network. Yeah, I'm gonna also like when I answer questions, it's gonna be like, yeah, that's okay. okay. A little that's map cool. and <laughs> not gonna make any sense. I also find that like recently, what's happening in branding and mm-hmm. advertising is a lot of inclusivity and is a lot of like oh, we're going to show everybody wearing clothes and we're going to show everybody mm-hmm. wearing this. But then there's also, then you have to remember they're trying to sell you something. Yeah. Right? So it's like, yes, it's great that everybody's in, there's like more inclusivity. Mm-hmm. But then it's also like, why are you doing this? Are you doing it just so that you can sell me something? Or do you truly believe in this brand and like what you're trying to show me? Exactly. Right? We yeah. just hope, I just like hope that it's not a phase because it has been like this really big thing over the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're kind of seeing it die down a little bit as like this French girl aesthetic has been coming more mm, into the French girl aesthetic. Do you know what I mean? Okay. The French girl aesthetic. It's like very. It only certain girls can have this aesthetic. Mm-hmm. It's the very like effortlessly chic, very thin. I drink. I only drink coffee. I have like a 
aesthetic and square feet. I don't know how to explain it, but it's just like the majority girl. Like hoops. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, are you looking at me like I (laughs) It's your aesthetic. It's my aesthetic. It's all of our aesthetic. Well, obviously inspiration based off life, based off art. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, you're right. That is like an aesthetic that's coming back. And like, yeah, yeah, you hope that it doesn't become like the, like the twiggy kind of like thin French model days, but I think like a really good example of what like you're talking about, Corinne, is um, like the Victoria's Secret show, like just recently being canceled. Oh, I was so happy. Canceled. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. I think like, I would still watch it... that show even though I I fucking hated myself. After yeah, that. yeah. And even though you, you don't want to buy anything that they <gasps> no. sell, and it's like it's not, not even, a good product. It's not it's even a, nice. No, it's, it's not like, nice it's lingerie. Ugly. It's not comfortable. It's terrible. I've worn a push-up bra in like six years. Like, okay, well, I will admit though, I do have this one Victoria's Secret. Like bombshell push-up bra, yeah. Right? Or it's like that, the double push-up. Yeah, it it's really like the- got me in with some of the boys with my zero boobs. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least I think maybe yeah. they just like me for my personality. <laughs> but yeah, like that bombshell double pushes. If you're like, if that's what you're trying to showcase, mm. then go get it. It really does help with the like a cup situation. Like, totally, <laughs> totally. But it like it just like wasn't appealing to like women nowadays anymore. Yeah, I don't no. think like. I just like I'm tired of wearing underwire to be honest. Yeah, so uncomfortable. Yeah. I also like don't think like jewels on my like <laughs> vagina was like ever a good idea. Like <laughs> Swarovski crystals, what? <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and it made you feel bad for like just wanting to wear a pair of like regular granny panty style underwear. You know, totally. I want my cheeks covered sometimes. Yeah. You know, they're cold. I also like <laughs> if I'm going to wear underwear, I want to wear like comfy underwear. Yeah, like honestly, Calvin Klein like jockey. Yes. Mm. You know, there was actually like a, a couple years ago, there was like this huge craze over like Calvin Klein. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it was even, it might have even been I think like it was 10 like years ago. No. Because of the, the Jenners. Oh, because they started and wearing all that. Because right, they constantly posed in like the sets, right? Yeah. I can just and like then can everybody went that. to Costco about the sets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and all the girls on Instagram were just like, Trying to find the angles. <laughs> <laughs> Me included. So, yeah. I think everybody like has one of those in their phone. Like, oh yeah. Those pictures. Oh yeah. That you just like take when you're feeling really good. But they just sit there until you're ready to send. Them. It's always after like a four day flu. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, I think that's like just because in your when you are like cast. I mean, so like. For people that, I guess I should ask you this question first. For people that wouldn't know what Mint Magazine is, Mm -hmm. it's people-focused, right? It's not... Yeah, so I was really confused for a while about what, even though I knew where I wanted it to go, like what it should be, you know? Um, And I eventually just kind of let people... Because we had like this huge team at one point that was just like international writers who would just contribute like every week, something. Um, And... I just let them like kind of write whatever they wanted to write about to see kind of like what were people wanting to share and mm-hmm. what were people want- responding well to. And it ended up being like people really interested in just like interviews with like other women. And so that was like the biggest like thing that people were interested in. And I that's the thing I'm most interested in. So I was like, perfect. So it's just going to be like, yeah, focused mm-hmm. around like local women, women who whoever these writers find inspiring. Um, honestly, I... I Typically, don't say no to a pitch unless it sounds way too, like, way too much like it would come from, like, Cosmo or something. Like, you know, like, yeah, something that just right. doesn't align with, um, you know, authenticity and things like that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's, like, very um, – it's meant to, like, elevate women who don't really 
have an opportunity to be showcased like typically in media whether it be because like just like not enough people know about them or like a writer hasn't like picked up on their like they don't have good PR or something like that or it's just because like they're they're a smaller company or they're just like an ordinary average everyday woman who's just doing some cool stuff in her life or going through struggles and people want to hear about that rather than like oh look at this like fortune 500 company owner (laughs) who like is a ceo like i don't maybe i don't want to do that you know like maybe i just want to know that it's okay to right you know just write or like i don't know be an artist live your life live your life yeah Yeah. Mm um so yeah so a lot of them are just like um features of women that we've kind of just like connected with over the years like out of different events Mm -hmm. and people come up to us and we're like oh like what's your story and they tell us like let's shoot something together and um yeah or people like will submit personal essays and things like that and i'll be like oh this is good Mm -hmm. cool let's put it in and we have like a so okay it's definitely evolved over the years and in the past two or three years we decided on this concept of having like this annual theme and then everything to do with the magazine would relate to that annual theme Mm -hmm. so like for our first year that we did that because we've only done it for two years so far was um the whole idea was like sisterhood and this concept of like this was like a word that had a lot of like baggage and feminism and things like that and we kind of wanted to redefine what it meant um and just encourage women to find spaces and people that reflected them and also like supported them um and so then all of our content was like very um it's all about like connectivity and like how to connect with women and how real sisters and like sisters by choice and like that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, and the imagery was very like, oh, touchy feely, like we're together. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, and like our events and things like that, we just would have like, like a panel or a discussion just about what sisterhood means and things like that. And then the most important impactful campaign, obviously it's only the second one, but thing that I've ever done was um, this like reclaim campaign that we mm-hmm. did over the past couple of two years year and a half I don't know we extended it because of like how I felt like it wasn't we weren't done with it yet because um, it was such a huge topic but we divided up like the concept into these different sections like reclaim your voice reclaim your body reclaim your mind reclaim your dreams um, and reclaim your power and we wanted to have like different events to reflect each sort of portion of the magazine that we had divided it up into. Um, and this whole concept was surrounded, surrounded the idea of like conducting conversations with women about aspects of their life that they feel like they had lost or mm. left behind after like trauma or uh, really just negative experiences in their life and how you could sort of call that back to you um, and, you know, acknowledge like the you know, a negative thing that happened, but also move on from it and not not let those people or those experiences have that power over you. And the, the like, the talks with women that we had, like, whether it was at events or whether it was, like, in interviews was just, like, so moving. Mm-hmm. And I realized that this magazine has, like, um, uh, like, brought, like, like brought me up I don't know how to explain it how to say that um raised me right which Hmm. is like because I started like when I was 16 and I've talked to so many women so many had so many conversations just real raw conversations um that like I've had all these experiences to look at and like 
learn from. Mm -hmm. So it was just like that moment at the end of the year when all of our interviews were done, but we still weren't done the work (laughs) yet, you know? And I was just like, oh my God, like this is so cool that I have this opportunity to do this um, and that people are willing to be vulnerable, you know? But I do realize that there's also like this bubble that I'm in, right? And not everybody is like that willing to be vulnerable and open and sharing. And I'm just the kind of person who like, I'll meet somebody for the first time and be like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my baggage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. my guts, and then that yeah. person will not do that in return, and I'll feel like really right. Uh, How do you deal you with know. that when you're trying to interview someone or have someone engage in your platform in the way that you want? Yeah, and it's not coming as easily or at all. Well, typically, like I, that doesn't really happen when it's like for my magazine because okay. like they usually like they know what they're getting into They've or they'll vetted a little bit. Yeah, yeah, or they're just like. Like, they want to share. They have, like, they're compelled to, like, share their story. Mm -hmm. Um, It's more so, like, with people outside of this community, like, outside of even an artist community. Because, you know, as an artist, like, I was, like, writing about this yesterday, like, just, like, scribbling notes. Um, You're so so much more in touch with your emotions and, like, who you are. And, like, you're a little bit more self-aware than, like, the average Joe, I would Mm -hmm. say. Because you had time to, like, sit with yourself and, like, feel shit. And then write about it or create about it and and that changes a person and it really like changes how you see yourself so at times you're more willing or some certain artists are more willing to like be like this is me this is my work this is mm-hmm. i'm self-aware but then other people are like oh you, why would you say that like why would you tell me that thing or like that's not really directly but you know you feel yeah. like you can they, feel them be uncomfortable yeah be uncomfortable they would yeah. never they don't like lean in they like push back on information exactly. yeah. yeah and well i feel like people are like oh i admire you You're so honest and I'm like okay <laughs> like it feels like not a compliment it feels kind of like a backhanded right mm-hmm. thing well know. yeah because they could say brave yeah. Right? That brave would be the alternative word to use to like mm-hmm. be a compliment, but because they're using honest. But at the same time, but the fact that it's right. like complimented at all or like yeah. acknowledged is kind of, it like t- takes you out of it. And then right. for me, some I keep touching this. Right? That's all right. <laughs> for someone with like social anxiety, like who's like constantly in their head right. and thinking about things like that, like already an interaction with someone is difficult. So then when somebody says something like that, it pulls me out of the space Um, and I don't feel safe anymore and I don't feel like I can like share mm. and then I don't feel like I can be myself because my truest form is like this is me like I'm silly goofy I'll say anything Mm -hmm. you know I'll just say whatever is on my mind obviously like not if it's rude (laughs) (laughs) Um, but then as soon as that that barrier is put up by the other person and they're not willing to like share Mm -hmm. I kind of feel like I will also put up a barrier and then I'll just try to pretend or I'll overthink it so much that I'll try to be a person that they want me to be, which is like, oh, my God. So many things that has happened with, like, all my relationships, (laughs) which we will get into. (laughs) Do you feel like, um, I guess, like, not speaking about relationships, but, Mm -hmm. like, I know that – Sometimes when I meet people that I, like, don't know in my, like, first two interactions with them, I, like, chameleon them in terms Mm. of, like, I try and be, like – and that's just, like, that's not something because I, like, read it in a business book. It's, like, (laughs) something that I just, like, like, (laughs) you know. I think there's, like, an office joke about that, actually, about, like, doing the same, like, body language. But it's just, like, you try and, like, one of – like, you kind of, like, raise – or, like, you start – 
interacting how they interact to mm-hmm. try and like be on the same page as them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think like sometimes I'm like, is that just like human nature and yes. like trying to make connections? But then like other people like I see meet and they're just like, no, like Lucas, for example, like my partner will like meet someone and he's like, doesn't get like that. He's just mm. like always himself or he'll be, <laughs> you know, default. Yeah. It's like, Sorry, always, Lucas. he doesn't try and like chameleon or try and be something that he's not. Yeah. And I like admire that a lot, but I also, I also think it is like a, a trait of a lot of people to, to make it's to make the other person comfortable. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's to like fit in and to, yeah that kind of thing. There is like a psychological, uh, research about it. And Mm -hmm. it is to like make people feel comfortable and to let the other person know that they are in like a safe space. Mm -hmm. And like, if we go back to like when we were in tribes and we were like in smaller communities, you recognize outsiders. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's like not making someone an outsider. It's like something to do with that. Cause also you feel you wouldn't want to be an outsider in the situation. So Mm -hmm. you would kind of want to make, like, if you're an empathetic person, like, you would kind of want the other person to also have the same experience you would have wanted. That makes yes. any sense. Right. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then the other person probably did, might not even give a crap. Like, they might not care because that's the be kind of person that they are. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, I think those people, <laughs> like, like your boyfriend was like, they just don't think about that kind of yeah. stuff. They're like, why would I never, why would I not be myself? Yeah. Right. But, like. Me, I'm like, well, because like maybe it's gonna that myself is gonna offend that other person. Yeah, they're not maybe they're not gonna like me. Yeah, they're not gonna like me. That's such a oh my god, <laughs> not being <gasps> liked, <laughs> not being liked. Yeah, that's so hard. People keep telling me that's something that you grow out of. And um, I don't know. I don't know about that, man. <laughs> I don't know either. Like Ginger, I think is like constantly telling me she's like, ah, once you hit thirty two. You just don't care anymore. And I'm just like my sister. And I'm just like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm still pretty concerned if people like me or not. I don't know. It's definitely like you, you, it's less as you go yes, older. I can confirm that. It's like less. Yeah. And also maybe it comes, it's m- harder for people who maybe when they were younger didn't feel like they belonged anywhere or didn't feel like they were accepted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't like, I didn't feel like I fit in anywhere. Mm-hmm. So like now it's like, oh, I feel like maybe I'm just, slowly just starting to find my starting to fit in yeah, yeah starting to fit in somewhere and then like something throws you off and you're like Ugh. right yes. yeah. yeah sorry like they can't see what i'm doing no. <laughs> I'm very, don't worry about it <laughs> visual person i'm italian <laughs> yeah i just want to pretend <laughs> so do you so it's you have writers that like pick the people that you interview or do you um, do you see somebody and like how do you do your research to find different people and different groups of people. Yeah. So like a lot of the times we'll just like be on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Someone will like tag someone like, Oh, that's so cool. What is their bit? Oh my God. They, they have a period subscription service. This is so cool. Like I want to learn more about them. Mm-hmm. I want to become their friend. How do I do this? Let me just like ask them for coffee, like whatever. Yeah. Um, so that's like usually typically how I will find somebody like it's usually through Instagram or like I'll listen to a podcast. I'll go podcast and I'll hear Mm-hmm. Uh, different people that I find really interesting um, or just like a friend or like my friend Christian is really good at connecting me with people she um, she used to be like our PR coordinator now she's kind of more of like a community um, community outreach mm-hmm. type of person who just like brings people together which is like mm-hmm. she's so good at that um, and she usually like puts them on my radar like this person's like really cool and they kind of have a story that really fits with this idea that we're going for mm-hmm. you should like 
let me connect you with them. Hmm. Um, and so she has her ways of getting connected with people through community because she just talks to everybody. Right. Um, <laughs> but a lot of times people will like email me and be like, oh, like this is my story, whatever. Um, but it's typically like I'll have like a little saved folder on Instagram of all the people that I like want to reach out to. Um, or somebody will uh, pitch something or like someone on my team when we'll have like a pitch meeting at the beginning be like, this is my idea. This is my thing. Mm-hmm. This is a concept that I kind of want to write about. And I kind of would like to interview someone to like support that concept. And I th- do you have anybody in mind that would support this concept? I'm like, oh, actually, like this person does this kind of business. And mm-hmm. it's like a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. Kind of like we just it's a lot of trial and error, too. Some people will be like, sorry, I'm busy. But most people will be like, yeah, like, let's talk. I want to yeah. talk about my business. I want to talk about my projects. Mm-hmm. And do you, I mean, because like the magazine still has to be funded. <laughs> <laughs> How? The worst question. I know. Sorry. It was just like inevitable. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you like, are you reaching out? Do you reach out to like advertisers? Do you reach like how, are you like trying to focus on like locally made businesses? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, we don't make any money. No. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's just say that. We all live in Toronto and we're all artists. Nobody's making yeah, money. Yeah, nobody's making that. money. Let's yeah. just say that right now. Um, but also like I work, I worked like full-time jobs right. like, with school and all this stuff to fund this magazine right. because it was such a passion of mine and mm-hmm. it really did shape me into who I was and I wasn't going to let it go um, because I didn't go to school for making a magazine. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, I didn't, I'm still in school, you know, for mm-hmm. like communications and like um, I had to figure out everything as I went like with my team and like we, the way we did that was just make mistakes, say, you know, oh, fuck that, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. But now we know mm-hmm. what to do in the future. Yeah. And, and then we, every shoot got better and every experience got better. Every event got better. And we still have a lot of work to do, obviously, because we're still learning and growing and we're also young. Um, but now I feel like a lot more confident by being able to like admit that like, okay, I can make mistakes. Like I don't have to be mm-hmm. perfect and know everything, even though I like have this title. Right. Like I gave myself this title. Okay. Like <laughs> I'm not this like amazing person. <laughs> But I am also too. Like I, I'm pretty great. So yeah. <laughs> hire me someone. <laughs> Looking for an internship. <laughs> Looking for an internship. I'm pretty awesome. <laughs> Please recognize my talent. <laughs> um, do you try? I mean, because you are produced in Toronto and you are reaching out. Obviously, you have international writers as well. But mm-hmm. do you try and put a focus on people that are more local? Yeah, yeah, like in the past, we didn't didn't really matter to me because our readers were a lot of them were in the U.S. and like oh really because um, we started like just kind of digitally and didn't have a print. Oh, um, but when we started doing a print and we started having like community events, I realized like that there was a need for this in Toronto and people really responded to it. Mm-hmm. And like we've sold out every single one of our events that we've had mm-hmm. because people are just like, well, I want to come and That's like so great. it's. I'm like, I didn't even expect that, especially our first event that we had. We didn't we didn't estimate for a big enough space and right. check was a disaster. All this stuff is crazy. <laughs> like, it was yeah. like, so- those, those are the problems that you want to have, though. Yeah. Too many people showed up. Kochek yeah. was, was, was a disaster. Oh, my God. I remember that event like so vividly because we weren't even ready because we weren't even ready for the people who came. People showed up on time. People showed up so on time. I was like, oh my God. (laughs) It was in front of the AGO and there was like a line around the block. Mm. And I was like, oh my God, what the fuck? I 
thought like three people were going to show up. Okay. Like people were messaging me at seven being like, I know it's sold out, but can I still come? I'm like, no. <laughs> Put your phone down. Don't respond. Yeah. Yeah. Don't come. Like, yeah. oh my God. But like, I would be like, yeah, sure, just come. Like I want people to experience it. We ran out of food. Like there were so many things they were just not prepared for. But that taught us so much about like how to not, what not to do when we right. want to put out an event for like 300 people, you know? So right. like, yeah. And how many people were actually, would actually be interested in something like that. Like I had no idea that mm-hmm. people would come out. And um, we had like a, we had the opportunity to partner with Majuri for like a little panel discussion mm-hmm. thing. And five minutes, the tickets were gone. Wow. <laughs> there was only like 25 spots, but like, like people just, people were like, can I come still? And I was like, no, I'm sorry. There's not enough space. But like, geez. Yeah. So I don't know where I'm going with this, but just like, it just amazes me still that people are interested in this kind of thing. Right. And like, we will disappear for a little bit and come back. Cause like, we're all, Always in school, in busy. school, busy doing all this yeah. stuff. But every time we come back, like the support is always there, and people are like, "We want this." And we, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like affirming yeah. that you're yeah. on the right path, yeah. and that there's a need for this, yeah. and there's like a need for community and women's based community. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and there's so many amazing um, initiatives in Toronto for women or different businesses for women, and like um, there's actually you probably you guys probably know like this co-working space, Make Lemonade. You know what that uh, is? Oh, no. guys know what it is. Oh my god. Okay, I literally love Rachel. Okay, so um, it's so amazing. It's just a space for women to go and, like, get shit done. Like, that's literally their their motto is, like, get huh. shit done. And it's, like, this beautiful, clean, open space with, like, pastel colors and, like, a grass turf. And, like, I don't know. You go. You should look it up. It's called Make Lemonade? Make Lemonade. Okay. It's literally, like, makelemonade.com. It's <laughs> just plugging. <laughs> um, but it's, like, you have, you have to pay a membership fee or you can have, like, a day pass, things like that. Right. And it's just, like, a co-working space specifically for women. Um, and you can meet such, like, amazing women there. Mm. And they have, like, regular events and different things. And it's just, like... This is so needed in Toronto to have like a space mm. where women can come together and like learn from each other. And now there's this thing called like Elena's Club where like they have like events monthly in the city. Mm. I don't know, Curated Life does a bunch of workshops. Like there's always a workshop. If you every day almost, like you right. can just go on Eventbrite and be like women's workshop and like they're always sold out. I don't even like ugh. It makes me so happy. Yeah. <laughs> like but equally stresses me out because I'm like, wow, okay, like people like yeah we need more we need more yeah right yeah it's because people are stressed out women are very stressed out. yeah Yeah. we want to know what to do somebody tell us what to do that's that's the worst when you go to oprah Oprah. Oprah. (laughs) gloria steinman someone (laughs) ruth Bader ginsburg i don't know (laughs) (laughs) do you feel like i mean this is like kind of off topic but like i do you feel like we don't have like a nowadays oprah you know like i feel like if you look back on tv shows that were like made in 2000 to like 2008 2010 (laughs) everyone's like oprah like all the working women are like oprah and I feel like Josh Peck was like Oprah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you guys know who that is, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now I just feel like, like because I mean, we still have Oprah. She's not dead. Like yeah, I just, she's still. But here. she just like was like, I'm doing my own shit. I'm gonna buy my own channel. I'm gonna buy my own network. Yeah, and I appreciate that. But like, I also feel like we don't have anybody like her right, right mm. now. Like we don't have daytime TV right now is awful. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's like a whole. Like, we're really proud of Lily from Superwoman, who, like, has her own lady right. now. But, you know, 
it's not like that iconic yet. So hopefully it gets better. <laughs> like, I was like really into the Busy Phillips show too for a little bit. Oh, there. really? But then she, I like watched like three episodes of it and I like, yeah, I watched like parts of it, but mm-hmm. it wasn't like as what I was looking for in yeah. like a TV show. But, I don't know. I feel like maybe it's just like there's so much opportunity for people to be their own like creators and sources of media right. these days that like it's just so spread out among so many people and there isn't like this one iconic person that we're right. looking towards mm-hmm. um yeah so like i i don't know if we def- necessarily like need no an oprah or something like that <laughs> then we need to be our own oprah yeah <laughs> <laughs> be our channel yeah. Like access to media now is so different than it was ten years ago. Yeah, right. We get to choose exactly what we want to see. Exactly, and no one, no TV executive, no network Mm -hmm. is going to be able to produce exactly what each individual person wants, and that's what our Instagram feeds are, right? Exactly. Yeah. Oh my god. Mm. So true. Excuse me. Oh god. Our Instagram feeds are our own Oprahs. I guess I don't know. (laughs) I hope not. not. Like inspiring and like influential. I don't think. Yeah, shitty. More damaging. Yeah. (laughs) Like that doesn't. (laughs) Yeah. Lots to think about. That's like that's really hard. It's like, yeah, like who are we supposed to look to for guidance? Who is our Jesus? Like, and I'm sure it's like different. (laughs) I mean, like, right now I'm just trying to think of like one like woman who's been influential in Toronto. Mm. Like who do, is there anybody that you can like think of? Like one specific person? One specific person. <laughs> it's hard to find. Yeah. I mean, like I can tell you a bunch, but like not like, like. Yeah. Yeah, not like right. a household name. They're just like little things yeah. here there that I find inspirational, but not everybody knows about them, you know? Yeah. Right. I wonder if that's like almost better. Yeah. Hmm. We don't need to be like putting... Them, like, on this huge pedestal. Yeah. Like, making people have God complexes because we all, like, love them. You know? Right. (laughs) I think, like, okay, I'm actually really nervous about The Wing coming to Toronto. Do you guys know what The Wing is? No. Come on. You guys. We're just, like, (laughs) killing me here. (laughs) We're just much older than me. It's, it's like, it's not even for my demographic. Like, it's for, like... The Wing. It's for, like, women who are, like established in their careers and stuff like that right. so like i don't feel like i it's accessible to me um it's just like another like, it's kind of like a co-working space community event kind of thing they have oh, okay. all over the u.s like okay. new york tons of locations in new york mm-hmm. la san francisco wherever i don't know i don't know geography <laughs> right um <laughs> but um it makes feminism feel like this very elitist like thing I don't know. It just doesn't feel like accessible to like a lot of people, and I just don't. I don't know if I want to go into this topic here. That's okay. <laughs> so we're just gonna like skirt, skirt around. It. Yeah, that's okay. okay. Um, Is it? It's a platform. It's like sorry, I missed. It's what like it... a space. It's like a co-working space, but it's not really like. It's 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 inclusive, but also like exclusive because you have to pay for it. Because you have to pay for it, and right. it's really really pricey. It's like yeah. not affordable at all. Um, so like already right there your demographic of women that are going to be able to do it is right it's yeah it really leaves out like middle class and below you know so yeah Uh, i understand it's very like posh like only the posh feminists who like wear the feminist t-shirts and things like that (laughs) the rachel antonoff like sweaters exactly yeah yeah yes got it got it to buy one of those sweaters with like the you know, I actually want it though. I do too. It's so <laughs> expensive. It's so I can't afford that. No, I know. I we'll can't just print our own. <laughs> oh, honestly, yeah. Yeah. 
I, I mean, I asked Lucas for Christmas for a printing, like a clothing printing machine. Yes. Because I want to be able to like print like materials and print stuff for like, I just think it's like a good idea to have. Cause like you you print all print print training. I could do all of the merch. <laughs> I know. And they're actually not that expensive by the way, but like, all right. they're like two forty for like a good one. Oh, okay. No. Like a little home screen printer. And then Danica was like, you should just buy it as gal pals and write it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Was this your way of introducing this (laughs) idea? (laughs) You heard it here first. No, damn it! I have a recorder now. (laughs) Um, yeah, I guess. I mean, how much is the make lemonade like day pass to do that? It's twenty five dollars per day. Oh, that's great! And you get like unlimited coffee, Wi Fi. You can stay there from nine to five. Yeah, and you have, like, access to, like, their little telephone booths. It's so cute. Oh, my God. I love it. There. So, like, if you needed somewhere. Yeah, like, if you really don't want to work at a at a Starbucks, you know. Right. Hopefully you have an outlet. Hopefully you have, like, Yeah. Where Wi-Fi. there, they're, like, fastest Wi-Fi yes. outlets everywhere. You can sit on the floor. You can sit in a chair. You can talk. You meet other women who right. are also in the same position as you. And there's probably also access yeah. to, like, printing things and, like, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Exactly. That you wouldn't get at yeah. a coffee it's shop. like a big office. Yeah. Like you're working. Bucks is actually pretty good. You're probably going to end up spending that on, like, a couple coffees mm-hmm. and, like, a snack. Yeah. yeah. Anyways. And sometimes they do, like, potluck lunches or oh, whatever. Oh, cute. It's like, that's so cute. So, like, some people have desks there. Like, they actually pay, like, a monthly thing. They have, like... um Tiered. Like a tier system. Co- totally. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then, so, like, they always have their desk and they'll always, like, right. be there. Um, yeah, sometimes yeah. you just need to get out of your house when you're working. Like, you and get... be surrounded yeah. by, like, creatives uh, that are inspiring. Yeah. And just, like, I the find... the position as you, honestly. Yeah. So. I find that sometimes I just have to, like, get up and go across this... Because there's a Starbucks right across from here. And, like, just sit there so that I'm not on Netflix. Mm, yeah. So that I'm not on YouTube. So I'm, like, actually, like, <laughs> getting through my to-do list. The public is yeah. holding you responsible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because people... Because I don't know. I don't want like, people, why like... Why girl watching Netflix at Starbucks? Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Get productive, bitch. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly it, though, sometimes. When I'm really not feeling like it, I just need to, like, go sit somewhere else for a little bit. Right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Starbucks, man. Yeah. I just, like, a lot of coffee shops don't have Wi-Fi anymore, either. Noticed. Like, the smaller coffee yeah. shops. Yeah. But definitely. Coffee. Or they're like, this is, you can't, this is a laptop-free zone. It's like, yeah. Come on, dude. Like, I paid six dollars for this latte. What are coffee shops for? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Overpriced fucking latte. Yeah. <laughs> I was literally at, the, at a coffee... I was at Jimmy's the other day on Portland and King. Because, like, I always go to that Jimmy's just in case I run into Sean Mendes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Which one on the east Sorry, side or the west side? I name of, here. Every, yeah. Like, just because, you know. There's two there, though. There's one on the east side and there's one on the north, yeah. west side of the street. Which one? The west side one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just... Just so you know, yeah. see you anymore. <laughs> Shawn Mendes. Spot him and Camila. <laughs> um, oh my god, my friends are gonna, if they listen to this, they're gonna be like, shut the fuck <laughs> After last year, I like, he, on Halloween, this is such a funny story, and my friends will be like, I've told this so many times, they're gonna like, be like, like, oh my god. <laughs> I'm so annoying because every time we pass that area, I'm like, the Shawn Mendes area. Um, I was like, Sandy for Halloween and this group of boys comes like running up to us in the street and I'm like, that guy in the middle looks so familiar. And like Sean Mendez literally runs up to me and grabs my face and is like, Sandy, Sandy, like I'll be your Danny, like grabs my hands. He's like, we're dancing. He starts singing, you're the one that I want to me. He's so drunk. Like at the time, I was like, 
<laughs> oh my god! But I was like in love. I fell in love instantly. Love at first sight, you know. And then he started dating Camila Cabello. Wait, so did you hang out with him after? No, they just like ran away. Oh, because they what probably fucking knew. But, yeah. <laughs> but also, <laughs> such a oh my god! It was like the most rowdy group of boys that you've ever seen in your life. And I'm and like, they are boys. They're very young. They're still. such boys. Well, yeah. they're my. They're all my age. Yeah, so, like yeah. all him and his friends. But then like. I don't know, my friend sent my profile to, like, one of his friends, and then they followed me, and I was like, okay, this is, like... Sean Mendes is following you on Instagram? No, he's oh. the only one who isn't following me, because he's probably like, this girl is fucking nuts. <laughs> if he... Oh, my God. He would never follow me back. It's okay. My dream of marrying him has ended. It's fine. Now I will just, like, occasionally Instagram stalk him. I mean, I'm going to tell you straight up, like, I do not understand the hype about him and Camilla... Um, well, like, I, I actually understand. like her a lot more than I like him. Really? I'm, like, I'm so into her and her music and her stuff. She's, like, such an amazing creative person that's, like, so talented at everything right. she does. And, like, I kind of fell in love with her, like, through him. Right. So I'm so glad that they got together because I wouldn't have otherwise, like... I was talking about this with my friend Monica, like, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And I was like, I'm so obsessed with Camila Cabello. Like, I follow her and I don't follow Shawn Mendes. Like, because I want to see her work. The stuff that she's creating right now, it's all about romance and, like, creating this whole world surrounding, mm-hmm. like, Renaissance romance and kind of things. Totally. I mean, like, her performance at AMAs was, like, all about that. Oh, oh my yeah. God. Mm-hmm. She's so talented. How does she sing like that live? Mm-hmm. She does not. She should not be with somebody who just stands with a guitar. <laughs> <laughs> I like how in the same sentence it went from like yeah. I love Shawn Mendes to like is I, he I just realized that I'm totally over him. I just thought that was a funny story that I think people would enjoy if yeah. they're not my friends. Because if, they, if they're my friends, you've heard it probably like every single time you have coffee. Every single time I have coffee, I will tell. Or that every story. time like one of his songs played. Oh yeah, yeah. Like his song will come on the radio while I'm driving one of my friends, and I'm like, oh, you got you know what time it is? Time to retell that story. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I'm so embarrassed right now. This is not what I thought I would be doing. <laughs> Don't be embarrassed. It. This is really who I am. Um, uh, okay, so the magazine. I'm sorry, I'm just gonna go jump back it. to oh, the yeah, magazine. That's yeah, okay. <laughs> it's okay. I'm fine here. Um, <laughs> you. How many issues have been released? Mm-hmm. So technically, four. Four wow. plus a zero 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 one. Mm-hmm. Zero zero. And how are you feeling about when people ask you when the next one's coming out? Um, I used to feel like really stressed out about it because like. We officially, like, launched the last one in Feb, March of this year. Um, And it took us a while to get that one out just because of a lot of funding situation issues we were having and just, like, we weren't ready and all that kind of stuff. Um, And we also, like, wanted to kind of, like, bring it into this year and, like, share more about it. Um, But, yeah, like, people ask me about it now. I'm just kind of, like... We're still figuring it out. Like, there's mm-hmm. no rush. Like, we're... I kind of want to, like, restructure some of, like, our business ideas and, like, things like that. And my team will get together every now and then to just kind of, like, throw thing, ideas around and try to see, like, what we could do next. Mm-hmm. Um, but because we're all focused on, like, kind of what we're doing now, um, it's just very... I don't know. I'm, like, chill about it. I'm, like, maybe soon. Maybe we'll start posting more digital content. Mm-hmm. Um, but for... I wanted to make sure the magazines were not, like, super, super timely. Because, like, so they can kind of feel like a forever book. You just kind of, like, coffee table book that you have. And right. that we never had to, like, even though we say annual, like, okay, well, now, you know, maybe it's every couple of years. Like, I don't know. But but I'm, I'm not, like, super stressed about it now as much as I used to be. Because, like, honestly, guys, I don't have any money left. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, if somebody wants to fund the project, I would say, like, yes. 
Right. Right. Let's do it. You know, but it takes a lot of work to work that stuff out. And yeah. And we're passionate about it still. It's just, um, you know. Yeah. Logistics yeah. and like it's time. Sucks, and yeah. mm-hmm. I miss it a lot. So every time yeah. I'm reminded of it or like I read it through it or like um, recently we had a Cyber Monday sale or whatever this week and like mm-hmm. people bought it. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so exciting. Um, and then I was just like started looking through the the recent issue and I was like crying <laughs> I was like wow these things are so beautiful and like sharing about it again and um yeah I felt a lot of um for a while even last year that like my identity was like so closely tied with the magazine that I right. like wasn't a person it wasn't like valuable it wasn't cool if I di- wasn't associated with this magazine or like people wouldn't want to be my friend or like that's the reason why people like why I have such close friendships with a couple of people is like because of the magazine and I feel like I would be, like, nothing without it. Or they wouldn't want to be friends with me anymore. Right. And obviously, like, I've had conversations with those people. And they're like, no, like, that's not the case at all. Like, yeah. we love you. Um, but I know that, like, there's so many other projects that, like, I'm working on personally. And that nobody gets to see because, like, they're my kind of, like, art projects. And so everyone just sees me as this one thing where, like, I'm so many other things. <laughs> so right. it's, like, it's been a little bit of, like, an identity crisis struggle situation. I think that, like, happens... On is I was gonna say when you're young, but that like I'm still going through all the time. It's like <laughs> constant. Like you get wrapped up in a project that you yeah. feel so passionate about, and you identify with it so much mm-hmm. that it's hard to either like wrap your identity in something else or try to like reinforce your own identity bes- outside of your work. Yeah, because people will like pe- other people see you as that because like Instagram, social media, and all that yes. kind of stuff. And like I've had instances where people. Like, are literally like, oh, my God, you're, like, the mimp girl or whatever. Right. Or, like, somebody will... They place labels on you. Yeah. Or they're yeah. like, oh, like, oh, my God, I'm friends with that girl, Andrea. <laughs> I'm friends with that girl, Andrea, who does that mimp thing, does that magazine. magazine. <laughs> I'm like, first of all, like, that's not my name. Like, people will, like, tell my friends that. Like, do you know what I mean? Where people will, like... Yeah. And so my friends will be like, this girl, like, came up to me and was like, oh, I know her. It's like, well, no, I don't know. I don't know you. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, like, they're just, like, so, like, I, this, it's not that important that you feel like you have to, like, identify with me or, like, think say that you know me because of my mate. I don't know. Like, I don't even know what I'm saying right now. Maybe we should cut this part off. But, like, you know, it's just. um. No, everybody thinks that. Also, I think if people are doing cool things, people want to know. People want to tell people that they know of them yeah. or know, like, know them personally. Yeah. It's, like, a cool, like. Kind of like talking about that like exclusivity thing again, yeah. right? It's like, oh yeah, I know them. Mm, yeah, like I that quote. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though they like have no idea, like they haven't like asked you how you are or like know your yeah. sisters or know anything. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's just part kind of. I mean, kind of like them just trying to like make people comfortable and also probably trying to like make conversation mm-hmm. if anything yeah and right? me overthinking everything is always like yeah everything's about me <laughs> you know it's like right. not a big deal like now i'm just thinking about the things i said and i'm like oh it doesn't even matter like it's, right it's, right you know it's just like things that used to bother me i guess mm-hmm. and things that would like make me angry and like with that whole identity that was like the magazine would like prevented me from like wanting to make friends through instagram and like online because like mm-hmm. i used right. to make friends like all the time through instagram and then i found out like okay people are not really interested in like me and maybe they're interested more in just kind of like what I ulterior motives yeah ulterior Mm. motives even if it wasn't you know like it just so then when I like you know met some people and started relationships with people who like 
I don't know, I was I would like to meet like even like meet like guys in like relationships and things like that that had nothing to do with that. And I would not even share that part of myself with them mm-hmm. because I felt like that was an identity that the internet created for me and I kind of wanted to be myself or this other version that maybe would be more digestible for them. So maybe like that would be too much for them to handle. And mm. I kind of wanted to be like, I just want to be a chill, cool, like ordinary girl. I just want that French aesthetic, like, the, you know, that doesn't care about anything, that like whatever um, or whatever. And I feel like this is like so unrelated now all over the place, but that's fine. I like used to, I feel like maybe I still do this, but like would mold myself to be like, like how you're saying, like chameleon style, but only with like guys. Mm, it's really hard. Relationships, it's really you know? hard. Like, yeah. This one guy, he was like, oh, like so Stepford, like, you know, he had the car, he had the job, he had the like, you know, yeah. this kind of guy. And like, I was like, <laughs> okay, so I need to be the Stepford, like girlfriend or Stepford yeah. wife kind of person. And I can remember like never saw, he never saw me without makeup. Like we didn't date for that long. It was very short. And we kind of dated off and on for yeah. like, mm. I don't know. It's not a big deal. If he heard this, he'd be like, okay, whatever. But like, <laughs> I liked him a lot, whatever. And it just didn't really work out. Um, but he was like too perfect. Like everything had to be so put together and felt like a robotic situation. So I was also like, I'm that girl. I'm perfect. Nothing is wrong. I will never be vulnerable with you. I will never like say anything mm-hmm. weird. I'll always see the right thing. I'll always be supportive. Like I won't, kiss you too much i won't like i won't like take chances or risks or like things like that um whereas like with another person who's like he's like a musician and he would like write me songs like don't date musicians that's my white musician the one piece of advice that i will implore oh my god it's such a disaster (laughs) it really is Uh, no. Yeah, because then you're like, oh, now I'm like a bohemian princess. I'm like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> all my different personal. I feel like maybe I have a personality disorder or something. Right. But like, I also you're like, not trying to find yourself. Yeah, trying to like what you right? like, and, especially because yeah. this is a time yeah. in my life, like being. I was like, you know, 18, 19, 20, like you know, not 21. Like I'm still figuring out who the fuck I am. Mm, I don't yes. know who I am. I'm like, I want to be a. I want to move to France and live in France forever. Like that's like who I am right now. I don't think I'm gonna be that person mm-hmm. like next year. You know. No. So like, there's just like, yeah. Even in like through art and things like that. Like I don't know what I want to do, what avenue I want to go down, or what mm-hmm. I want to focus more attention on because like, I'm still like figuring that out. And like right now, like this like very point, like I'm just like doing so many things and like discovering like all of the things and like kind of. I don't know, figuring out that, like, maybe I can, like, be an artist on the side. Like, because I never wanted to, like, call myself an artist. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, that doesn't that doesn't make me any money. That doesn't, <laughs> that's not a career. That's just kind of, like, a pipe dream. Right. And so, like, I'm a communications major, you know. Like, I'm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to be a PR professional. I'm not going right. to be, like, a writer and a photographer and, like, a director and, like, that kind of stuff. It just is, like, not... It doesn't seem like a, a realistic thing for me. It never did. So, yeah. So that artwork that I do that's, like, fully passionate is, like, always just, like, in there, in there like, tucked yeah. away or, like, no one gets to see it or it's just in my room or my, my family sees it or mm-hmm. my close friends see it or literally no one at all. Um, and I also, like, thinking about this point that, like, I wrote down in some notes, too, was, like, all of my outside work and everything that's published is all about women and uplifting women and like their experiences and like, you know, and then all of my internal work and the things that nobody gets to see, all my poetry, all my like um, 
film photo series and things like that are all about like men <laughs> and like <laughs> shitty men and my experiences with men and like trauma and like all that stuff yeah. and like I feel like it's way too vulnerable to share even though the stuff I'm sharing is like already vulnerable you know mm-hmm. it's like but it's yeah. different when you're offering a platform to other people exactly and yeah. you're like this is how I am feeling on the inside mm-hmm. it's like yeah yeah so it's like different like because mm-hmm. I never felt like the magazine was like me making art Right, right. I felt like it was just me making like a business or like mm-hmm. a plat or a space for other people to make art, you know. Mm-hmm. Where even though I made art within it, you know. <laughs> yeah. Know. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. By curating all of the things that make the magazine, you yeah. Made art. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's confusing. I don't even know what art is. Like, really, what is art? That's the question. <laughs> Girl, no idea. No idea. <laughs> and also, like, I think it's a good time in your life to constantly be figuring stuff out. Yeah. There's, like, no pressure to be anything at any sort of age, right? We're kind of trying to get rid of that, like, oh, by 25, you have to be married, and you have to have a career, and you have to have this, and you have to have that. Like, I think we're part of the generation that's like, I'm going to do whatever I want until I am happy. And also, maybe I'm only happy in this for five years, and then I change it. And that's also okay. Which is, like, hard from the inside and, like, hard from... You're like, oh, I'm going through it right now and it sucks. Yeah. But it's like a constant reminder. I think it's yeah. hard like spending so much time on something that you think that you want. Or maybe you do want it and then changing your mind. Totally. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Or it doesn't look the way that you thought it was going to look. Yeah. Or it didn't turn out the way you wanted it to. Like changing your mind is almost perceived as like failure sometimes, right? Yeah. Failure in like your decision making skills. Mm-hmm. That's why it's scary to like hone yeah. in on one thing specifically as well if you yeah. have like an array of interests. Totally. Because then like, you're like, well, I do want to be like a specialized person. You know, I want to be known as like, I am a this, you know, mm-hmm. but also what if I don't want to do that after, right. you know, like I want to keep these avenues open. So it's mm-hmm. like hard to. Yeah. But also like, it makes me think that when you said, um, I want to be this, I want to be known for mm. this, that feels like you're doing that for someone else. Mm. I'm just saying you because yeah, you like said to it to be me. Identified yes. As something. I yeah. want to be easily digestible for other people. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to classify myself as yeah. this so that people understand what I do yeah. and I don't have to explain myself. And this is who I am. Yeah. When in reality, again, it's like, that's like the easy, yes. cool girl aesthetic. Yes. yes. <laughs> the cool girl from, uh, what's that movie with, Ben Affleck, Gone Girl. Oh, <laughs> why I think of yes. Ben Affleck before her? Yes. Oh my god, yeah. she tries to be the cool girl. Yeah, in the beginning. that whole yeah. cool girl monologue, yes, whatever, totally. so right. iconic for this era. You know, it's just like, don't don't be too too much. Yes, Always, you know, like sports, but also wear heels and be sexy and like, right. you know, it's too much. It's so tiring. Yeah, exhausted. Still trying to do it. Apparently, still trying to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's exhausting trying to find who you are and it's also exhausting trying to pretend to be something you aren't mm-hmm. you know? yeah mm-hmm. it's all exhausting yeah. i'm tired all the time <laughs> you know it's really annoying when people will not admit that that they're also struggling with those kinds of things when you know that they are it's kind of weird. everybody is right yeah. like they're like oh i don't i don't relate to that who do you who do you encounter that to say oh i'm to that? oh it's not yeah okay <laughs> it's like a confidence barrier yeah <laughs> yeah right but i also sometimes i wonder if that's just like um like a cultural thing maybe yeah. or like, like self-protecting pe- and how people were like raised or mm. how, you know i don't know yeah maybe but putting that like confidence right wall up is hard or it's like it's like protection mode 
Yeah. Right? It's like, mm-hmm. I am fine. Everything is fine. I am yeah. great. I don't understand why you're going through that. Don't you just like murmur, murmur, murmur? Yeah. Yeah. Or they like don't reflect on things so deeply. They're like, I'm a Scorpio. So like, I think things like really deeply. <laughs> mysterious kind of like yeah i journal a lot (laughs) but some people you know they don't so you know what though i like that energy is like not what i need when you see it on instagram you're like i'm a i'm a this and this is why no no i'm like literally the same that's so many horoscope yeah but then i like see i see them when people make fun of that on instagram and i'm like ha 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 and then i say something that i'm like oh it's because they're a taurus yeah and i'm like <laughs> Weird, like or you're like sandwich oh, face. Let me let me choose a card. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. like, which tarot card? Yeah, which tarot card? What does the witch mean? It was bad. <laughs> <laughs> or like it's the first thing you go to when you're like struggling with something, and you're like, oh shit, what does my horoscope say? <laughs> yeah, you're like, I need oh, because you need like a reason for why things are being shitty, other than oh, like things you. are gonna get better after Mercury retrograde. <laughs> Isn't Mer- it feels like Mercury's in constant retrograde? So I think that's bullshit. It's so true. What does that even mean? I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, all my astrology loving friends are gonna be like, "Oh, we're so disappointed in you." <laughs> you, you're a Scorpio, though. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what my fucking moon is or whatever. <laughs> I don't know any of like my moon risings oh, either. Okay. Yeah, I, I just know I'm in like I'm in November, baby. Right. So, you know. Well, happy Scorpio. birthday. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> is being an artist fucking killing you? Um, I don't know. I guess. Kind of. Yeah. Every day, slowly. (laughs) Um, But it's also kind of like, like, it makes me who I am, you know? I guess a question we should have asked you is like, are you able to describe yourself as an artist at this point? Because we just had that conversation about... Yeah, like, I, I want to, but like, I feel like I'm not ready to yet, which is like so weird because I feel like I have like so much... I haven't, like, shown people, and, like, I haven't been, like, I don't know, I feel like when it's, like, on Instagram, then it's real. I keep doing this weird vulnerability voice, <laughs> um, but, like, when it, I don't know, it's, like, it hasn't, it doesn't feel real yet, even though I was, like, I've been creating stuff, and I, you know what, no, fuck that, like, I am an artist, like, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you just got recorded, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. Affirmations. Yeah, I am. Yeah, um, yeah, I guess I would consider myself an artist. I guess it depends what the space is. Yeah, like, if people, right. like, where I am, that's hard, too, because, like, the setting determines, like, how you introduce yourself or how you right. represent yourself. If I'm in, like, a businessy kind of situation, it's like, hi, I'm Andrea, I'm a PR student looking for an internship. Whereas, right. like, if I'm in a cool Toronto artsy underground party, I'm like, hi, I like make a magazine. And I'm, you know, I do film photography. Want to take a picture of my film camera? Like, you know, like it's <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh god, identity. Anyway, this is like way too many topics for me. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm just like, struggling. I love it. We've interviewed people that are like, <clears throat> you know, like twenty, and people that are like. 34 36 oh, and, and it's Paul the and same and Paul and Lisa oh, yeah, who are 40s. in their 40s and yeah. it's the same it's the same at every single people just don't yeah no one knows what they're doing no and most of the time it's just like I have found that people are just like I just want to be happy I just like want to do my thing yeah yeah, and be happy mm-hmm. and like live my life yeah you know mm-hmm. I just want to make music I just want to paint I just want to do this yeah right but there's like a barrier to that mm-hmm. and usually it's money 
Yes. <laughs> and like, how do you describe yourself? Yeah. yeah. How do you classify yourself? And like how yeah. you view success, I yeah. think is a big issue for a lot of people because yeah. it's attached a lot into money, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of different like panels and events and things that are happening around the city that like feature tr- local artists and things like that. And like I talked about this with my friend after we go to these panels and things like we feel like it never really showcases like, well, like you're an, you classify yourself as an artist, but like you never spoke about like the financials or anything like yeah, that, you know? No. So like, do you do this like full time or like, is it on the side? Like, I don't know. What's your Joe job? Yeah. Or some people, they, they do it full time, but they never explain like, they're like, oh yeah, I pay rent. Like, let's how? Yeah. Yes. Give me a, tell me how. I would love a course on like how to be an artist and still pay rent. Like, that's pretty cool, you know? But nobody kind of touches that icky stuff, mm-hmm. you know? So. Yeah. Because you have to like admit that you're making art as a commodity. <laughs> yeah. And that there's like somewhere you, you have to try to sell mm. yourself. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I was just going to say also, I feel like because probably the way that you're making your actual like money to pay that is like through gigs that like, you don't want to do and gigs that like I would say 80% of the people anyway are like making money with like doing like these like gigs that they don't really teaching classes teaching classes or like you know doing like a weird like a promo thing or like dancing in this like very like weird go-go it's (laughs) I think there's it's not actually the art that you want to make yeah but it's funding the dream that you want yeah yeah and answering those types of questions when you're supposed to be inspiring at panels is probably really hard. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or like they like skirt around the question. Right. Just kind of like, okay, was that a good answer? Mm, I guess. I don't know. People ask me that. Meanwhile, you're just time. like, um, no, please elaborate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to know specifically yeah. what's yeah. that. And like, I guess you also want to know, like, are you also struggling? You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because people to be open. Yeah. Like, and, and it's back like, to vulnerability again. back to the vulnerability and like, just like empathy. Mm-hmm. and solidarity and yeah. that you're not alone yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well actually i know you guys do like dance stuffs yeah we do All do dance, dance stuff but like i'm so interested because like i used to be a dancer and i'm like trying to be a choreographer i don't know whatever it's fine um but, like tell me like about it a little bit. I know this, like, it doesn't have to be on the podcast. Should, should we wrap about... before we get into this a little bit more? Oh, yeah, sure. We can do that. Yeah, just because we are at an hour and seven minutes. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. for sure. Yeah. Um, okay. So if people want to find you yeah. or know more <laughs> oh, about MIMP, where can they go? Um, to my Instagram. You can go to my personal Instagram, uh, which is just my name. Um, or you can go to the MIMP Mag Instagram, which is just at MIMP Mag, which is M-I-M-P-M-A-G. Or uh, our website, it's mimpmeg.com, M-I-M-P-M-E-G.com. Yay, buy an issue. <laughs> Can I ask you what MIMP stands for? Um, so it, it's not a, an acronym. It okay. actually is a word that is not really a word, but it was a word in an urban dictionary, so I made it a word. Yeah. Um, but the definition that I chose was the shape that your mouth makes before a kiss. So it's kind of like um, we... Kisses have always been something like very impactful to me mm-hmm. as like a very romantic kind of person. As a Scorpio. As a Scorpio. <laughs> you know? um, and so that there's like this moment right before the kiss when you're getting ready, you know, you're like, oh, and you, you, you're kind of just like unapologetic, ready for anything. It's, a, it's, I like to a feeling of like stepping onto a stage or like 
going into an interview or like any like really impactful moment um, where you're fully and truly and completely yourself. And with the magazine, I wanted to like step into that liminal moment, mm-hmm. like right before that impact and like spend more time with like who that girl is. And I think that that's what I want to do in my work and also shit, in my work mm-hmm. and also like in the work of the magazine. So like it really kind of came full, full circle because we didn't really understand why we chose that mm-hmm. name at first, but kind of like developed it over the years into that mm-hmm. identity. And it really re- resonates with me and my journey, but also like the journeys of so many other mm-hmm. women. Yeah. Hopefully that made sense. <laughs> yes, that sounds great. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Andrea. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, if you liked what you heard and you want to send any questions or let us know what you think, you can rate us or subscribe to us on Spotify, iTunes, uh, Radio Public, basically any place you can grab podcasts and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Thank you all so much.